All right. I don't know. Let me let me give you some quick trivia then. Can you name four players off of Indy's bench? Off of Indy's bench? All right. You got George Hill, the OD who came back. George Hill. Yeah, he's back in Indy. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Do a Google search right now. Ryan, I'll, in... I'll bet $5 million that he's not in Indy. He's back with the Pacers. So, it's been a while. <laughs> yes, it has. When was the last episode? Like, 2021? I think, like, yeah, like 2020, dude. I think about, I think high school, bro. Like, oh, seems like forever I ago. I think it was, like, not a high school. I think it was, like, first year of, like, first year of post-secondary or something like that. Man, whatever, dude. All that matters is that we're back, right? <laughs> we're back, bro. We're back. We're ready to, to revamp, you know? Do a quick hiatus. Maternity Quick, leave. And maternity, we had our paternity, our two-year maternity leave, but you know, had that baby. Now, now we're ready to start. Exactly. So, how are we gonna start off, Ryan? Let me know. All right. So, to everyone listening, that's Austin. That's my boy Austin from the elementary days, and I'm Ryan. You're listening to Court of Kings. If you guys didn't didn't know already, um, we kind of switched up the name a bit because. There's another podcast called Floor Generals, but you know, we're the o- we're still OG ones. We're still OG FTs. Of course. All right. So you know, like back then, I started off this this way, and I think it'd be a nice way to just you know try it again. So Austin, it's been a few years since I last asked you, but uh, who's your favorite player? <laughs> Man, a- after three years, you're asking me this question off the bat. Yes, sir. I'm asking you right off the bat. You know, something's changed, Ryan. Something's changed. People change. Feelings change. But mm. you know one thing can change. And that's that Ben Simmons is my favorite Ooh. player. It, it'll never go away. I don't care if he's retired. I don't care if he dies. He's still going to be my favorite player. I'm a slow root for him. All right. All right. I mean, like, he might be out of the league in, like, two years. But... No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Where's he going to go? China? Nope. Just his back. It's just his back, dude. He's got to go to the hospital real quick, you know. But I believe in him. I mean... Everyone's shitting on him. This is the best time to be a Ben Simmons fan. I might be one of five. I might be one of five Ben Simmons fans, all right? But come on. I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit because, like, you know, there's always ups and downs for players. You know, the the physical side, the mental side, you know, like that mental block. I'll give you credit. But, like, from his performance, I'm not that big of a fan, you know? like You're just a hater, you know? Plain and simple. Maybe I am, man. Maybe I am. You know, you got we still got Alex who's like <laughs> who hates on you on this too, but I uh, guess it's totally it is It's totally fine. All right, and uh, new favorite team, or are you sticking with the aside from the Raptors because you know we're from Toronto, but aside from the Raptors, who's uh, your favorite team? Honestly, I think there is no favorite team. I, I think there's no one to root for at this point. It's like it's like a mixed bag at this point. There's not a lot of teams that are. Really piquing my interest, so I think I'm just a neutral okay. fan for now, you know? Okay, yeah, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. So, yeah, that's, um, did you want to hear mine, or <laughs> are we cool? No, I, I didn't, I didn't. You didn't? Right, no, I'm joking, right, I'm joking. Well, I mean, right, who, who's, your, who's your favorite team player? I mean, after three years, like, I mean, you never you never know. I, th- I think Danny Green's, Danny Green's actually out of the league, so, like, you're talking about Benson, it's like, Danny Green's actually out of the league, so I don't know who you, I, I, your favorite I don't know, man, Danny Green's, Danny Green's still hitting, like, that occasional three every five games, so, I with mean, Cleveland, so. 
I mean, he, he can't get minutes on a roster with no guards. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, but he's still no G, you know? He's, he's still, still, he's still the guy. He's still the guy. Okay. Of course, um, of course. Honestly, though, like, I still love DeMar DeRozan and everything. But I don't know. I think this might be, this might be a little, little di- difficult to hear as a, as a man from Toronto. I like Jalen Brown. No. Oh. Jalen Brown's kind of why, my guy. Why is that controversial to being from Toronto? I don't know. Boston people and Toronto people don't really mesh well that much. I think they're the same and people. You know. You think so? Yeah, definitely, bro. All right, because everyone I talk to likes Jason Tatum more than Brown. Hey, you know what? Do you think you think Jalen Brown's better than Jason Tatum? I think some games, yes. I think in some games, yes. I think they're they're pretty much equal. I I think it's like one A one B kind of thing. One A one B. Who's the Who's the one A? Who's the one B? Okay, Tatum is definitely one A because I mean <laughs> he's the alpha dog. I'll be honest, he's the alpha dog <laughs> okay, on the team. All right, all but right. John Brown, whenever Tatum plays poorly, like you'll never see John Brown play poorly at the same time. Like John Brown's always on his game. Jalen Brown is consistent. He will get you that twenty five points every single night. Of course, of course. Yeah, that, that's I like consistency, man. That's that's my thing. I like consistency. And people shitting on his handles. What are you guys talking about? People say he has oh, no handles, dude. He his has handles, better handles than me. So like, <laughs> I mean, that's not that difficult. But like, his handles are oh, tight as fuck, dude. His handles are very, very tight. Bro, my my thing is his beard. Like, have you seen his progression of his facial hair from? I mean, he he blew Tatum out the water. I'll be honest. He he really yes. did. Bro, Tatum's like patchy as hell. Like, Tatum had them chops for about two years. Like he, he was struggling. But John Brown just pulled up. He was baby face. All of a sudden, he's got like the biggest bird I've ever seen. Like, bro, he's it's uh, rivaling Harden, bro. Honestly, bro, rivaling Harden. He's he's already better than Perkins. You know, back when he was in the league. Like, uh, oh, he was in the league. Uh, Damn, I didn't even. I can't even tell. Hendrick Perkins, <laughs> like his, you know, like the the beard he has now. Hundred percent, I would take Browns over his. I mean, that's any day. Come on. Fair, fair, fair. All right, but uh, yeah. Favorite player, Jalen Brown. I would say that. Favorite team? Come on. You favorite to... team? Ah, this one. I remember saying I loved Indy. Honestly, oh. I feel like a, they've got something special going down there with uh, Tyrese, Buddy, Benedict, Miles Turner. You know. All right. I don't know. Let me, let me give you some quick trivia then. Can you name... Four players off of Indy's bench. Off of Indy's bench? All right, you got George Hill, the OG who came back. George Hill? Yeah, he's back in Indy. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Do a Google search right now. Ryan, I'll, in... I'll bet $5 million that he's not in Indy. He's back with the Pacers. He in, Number in Indianapolis. He got traded back there. You know what, Ryan? You are an Indy fan. You know what? You don't have to name anyone else. I, I just right. I just got boomed on on my own question. That's crazy. George but, Hill. My guy George Hill is back on Indiana. Love that for him. Top five light skin of all time in the league, let's be honest. You already know. You already know. You already know. Yeah, Dirk is number one though, but it is what it is. Dirk is number one? Dirk is number one. Number one light skin in the league. Well, he was in the league, but you know, ever to ever to play. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So uh yeah, that's um that's a real brief intro, I guess. I don't, I don't know what to say that, but a reconciliation. That's about us. That's yeah. <laughs> so we got that Ben Simmons wave still, and I got that Jalen Brown. 
Hey, sounds good. So, Ryan, I heard that you had a surprise for me. I mean, you were hyping it up. You said that we have a lot of topics to talk about. I mean, what is the surprise you got for me, Ryan? Because I'm about to go into this blind, I'll be honest. Oh, you're going into this blind? I think my I bad. Yeah. My bad, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, th- this is what we live for, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, yeah, I got a few topics we can quickly discuss. You know, like, I know it's been a while since we were on Elite, uh, like, recording and everything and i haven't talked to you in a in a in a while so let me get your quick thoughts on some of these topics doesn't have to be too long you know two three minutes is cool i'm shaking what if i <laughs> don't, don't worry you're... i'm joking i don't know what, i don't know if we can continue this pod then but you know let's let's give it a, let's give it a shot <laughs> all right real quick it'll be, it won't be rapid fire don't worry okay lamarcus aldridge he retired for the second time a few, I think, a week or two ago. All right, what are your right. thoughts on that? I mean, you know, it's nice to see LaMarcus Aldridge actually, you know, fully retiring this time. I feel like last time he retired, he kind of didn't get to do it on his terms. And, you know, with a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge, he's been in the league for so long, and he's been dominant for a long, long time. Even through his last few years in San Antonio, we've seen him drop, like, big numbers and, and was – you know, pushing that team into the playoffs. So I feel like it's nice to see LaMarcus Aldridge go on his terms, which is the most important thing. And, I mean, there's nothing else to really say, you know. Like, he's one of the best best big men of our generation, especially through the 2010s. And, I mean, what can I say? He's one of the greats. Definitely, man, definitely. Uh, I remember join, when he joined San Antonio, uh, was it like 2015 or 16? Mm-hmm. With, when Duncan was still around? Bro, that team looked stacked, like so. And they did. They actually did pretty well. They did pretty well until like the cold Kawhi um, foot thing, right? Right. Honestly, it is what it is. But like, like, at least he wasn't forced into retirement this time. And I'm happy for like. I just really wished we could have seen one more Dame and Lamarcus like reunion. Yeah, even his uh his last year in in Brooklyn or was it the year before? Like he actually was contributing pretty well. Like when he when he went over and started playing off the bench, like it was like fifteen twenty minutes a game, but he was like playing really well. Like it seemed oh, like he played re- he played really well, especially if you picked him up during in fantasy during that time. Like he he was actually really good. Yeah, so I mean, I I can't say he fell off. Like he didn't. He it didn't seem like he. I mean, he of course he got a bit worse. Like that's how that's what happens when you get older. No, but it's decline. It's just what it is. It just didn't seem like he fell off. Like like some other great players do. So I mean, I give props to Lamarcus Aldridge for fighting through that. You know, that's fair, man. That's um, respect to the man. Respect to LA. Of course. All right. Um, quick topic. Um, Nick Nurse. A few weeks ago, I think a week ago, he said he's going to reflect on his coaching future with the Raptors. I know this is more of a more personal topic with us being Raptors fans, but broad landscape, what do you think of that? Um, I really, I, I really do feel like this year the coach and the front office have had a, a bit of a rift. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a disconnect on you know, who Nick Nurse likes and, and who the front office likes, especially, you know, we can see it evident with this whole situation with uh, Joe Wieskamp and Jeff Down, where yeah. the front office, re- it seems like they really do like Joe, um, Joe Wieskamp, and mm-hmm. they're not too fond of Jeff Down, where I feel like Nick Nurse actually does like Jeff Down, and the Raptors didn't end up keeping Jeff Down th- through the season, and mm-hmm. 
I think just having that personnel, you know, kind of battle, like, you know, Nurse likes this guy, front office likes this guy, and even with the Raptors playing the way they've been playing, like, 40 and 40, like, they're they're not looking like their best selves this year, and, you know, nothing can come, come good out of losing, so, I mean, I think we saw this coming for a while. I feel like a lot of people started not to like Nick Nurse, especially with the rotations that we've been running, and, you know, I'm not surprised that there's a bit of disconnect, but... To see Nick Nurse saying that, saying like things like this, where he does, he's not sure about his future. I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Nick Nurse leaving after this season. Like I feel like we should give him maybe like a year or maybe in like a year and a half. But you never know. Like this front office does like to move drastically, and maybe we could see moves happen. Definitely. Well, just to, Nick Nurse is, was it what the f- one of the. F- few rookie head coaches to win a championship in his first year, right? Yeah. Like in twenty nineteen, yeah. And like I'll re- I'll always respect him for that. He brought he brought he helped bring one home. Uh honestly though, like and he's had a lot of good moments in his career, like the the twenty twenty coach of the year, that that comeback from Dallas, I think a few years ago. He made that he had that like fifty point comeback against the Mavs or something like that. He had some good like He's had some really interesting concepts with rotations and team, like the lineups that he's provided. But I don't know. I think he's just he's just saying this just to get a reaction out of the public. You think so? That's, that's, I think so because um, what he signed an extension like two a year or two ago, and he feels he deserves more. Like sometimes they just say stuff like that, right? Sometimes, sometimes personnel just say something like that. But honestly, like, it's it's hard to um, it's hard to think of, it's hard to imagine what he's going through because um, the team that was in a secure playoff spot last year is no long is in a playing tournament now with almost the same people, with almost the same team people like players, and I think he might he just might be feeling a little unsure of was that the ceiling. Could he expand his horizons with another team or something like that? But just my thoughts, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's been there for a long, long time. It was about like 10 years he's been there. Like, he's kind of gone the ins and outs of that whole organization. And, you know, I mean, it would really suck, in my opinion, for, for Nick Nurse to leave after all that he's been through with his team. Like, one losing season kind of tears it apart. But yeah, I really do feel like we, sh- we should give like Nick Nurse this time to kind of reflect and like, you know, get his love for coaching. But I, I don't think he's lost a love for coaching, but I feel like he's kind of been burnt out through the whole year with like all the things that have been going on around the team, all the trade rumors with Siakam and Van Vliet. Like, Oh, for it, sure. There's a lot of things going on around the team and like a lot of even just issues internally with the players. Like, I mean, there was a whole thing with Gary Trent Jr. And like people not being happy with the roles with OG, like uh, maybe OG, they were true, uh, this and that. Scotty but, sometimes not playing the best. Like maybe they're just rumors, but I mean, these things all add up like amongst the players. Like it really did seem, it really did seem like the Raptors kind of lost their mojo. Like the last few years, it seems like the Raptors have been the team that is so like tight knit. They're so like composed when it comes to, you know, like playing team basketball. And I just feel like they kind of lost their grip a bit this year. But I mean, I, I think they'll get it back. I mean, they're That's in the plane tough. right now. Maybe they'll have a good run in the playoffs, and you never know. Like maybe this is this is all just gonna be behind them after this year. 
good run in the playoffs might be a little bit of a stretch, but we'll, we'll, we'll visit that topic later. Well, not run, <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying. Just like just get a, a get a few close uh, you games, know. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play hard for sure. Yeah, definitely play hard. Do your thing. Uh, just a few more. Yeah, why not? Cool that. All right, Thunder eight and over KD. What are um, your thoughts on that? Does that like change your thoughts on the their playoff? Well, of course, Kevin Durant's one of the best players in the league. How could it not? When you have when you have Booker, CP3, KD, and Aiden on the same team, I mean, how could you it's not Terrence look? Ross, bro. Terrence Terrence, Ross. I forgot Josh Akogi, bro. He's their best role player, oh, man. You're you're right. <laughs> no, but I mean, with with a roster like that, with with their star power that they have, I mean, how could you not look at the playoffs and feel like they're not going to make like make noise? You know, I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league, and right now they're sitting at I think the four seed, and I mean, I feel like. They have to make noise this playoffs. Like with that roster, Devin Booker has had his chances in the playoffs. He has proven time and time again. They is one of the best players in the league. CP3, he does turn it on in the playoffs, regardless of what all the people mm-hmm. are saying that he's a choker. And Aiden, I mean, I feel like he okay, I feel like we're talking about the playoffs at this point. Like I'm just <laughs> running through what they are, but Aiden has really turned into one of the most underrated players in the league. I mean, when it comes to defending big men, he is one of the best. I mean, we've seen him in that run, and I think it was twenty twenty one when they made the finals. Yeah. He locked up AD, even though he was injured. He locked up Jokic. I mean, those are two of like the best big men in the league that he's just D'ing up back-to-back, and he's playing hard. He's not fouling. I mean, I feel like this team really is going to make noise in the playoffs. Fair enough, fair enough. I have like the same thoughts. I know people be saying, oh, 8-0, that's not enough of a sample size. You know, it's two little games. But I think you insert Kevin Durant in any lineup, like put him on Orlando and he'll probably be a playoff like top six seed. Like, that's just what I think. Give him the LeBron treatment, okay? Exactly. That, honestly, though, I feel like that's that's justified. I think he has what it takes to be one of like a, he's not a he's definitely not a playoff choker by any means. He does step up like two Finals MVPs. Like that that proves that you can do stuff in the playoffs, right? Right. Of course. So. Definitely, I think KD's eight and zero. I think it's a it's a sample of what's gonna be gonna be displayed on TV in a few weeks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Kyrie and Dallas. Ooh. Dallas has not been the best, especially since the Kyrie trade, and there have been rumors about him not wanting to resign in Dallas your thoughts i mean i feel like every everyone in the whole world like people in china even knew the second that Kyrie got traded to dallas he was not gonna resign like it's it was just been written in the leaves and maybe we could have seen like a good run like this is really one of those one and done deals like you just get someone for the playoffs but i mean this is just tragic i mean i'm not sure what happened (laughs) yeah i mean the defense has really been letting them down and I don't know. Like with someone like Kyrie, you do expect your 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 floor to raise, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the chemistry, maybe it's the defense, the coaching, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. it just hasn't worked out, and they've been just falling and falling. Kyrie did keep them afloat last game. You know, he he did. But, he did. He did. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do. They do have two more games left against the Bulls and the Spurs, but they really have to bet on the guys ahead of them falling out for them to make it in. My thing is, um, it's a contract year for him. And 
the Mavs are the one who can offer the mo- him the like the most money. I'm pretty sure because bird rights, right, or whatever it is. They're the they're the last team that had him, so they can offer him the most money. If he leaves elsewhere, like the Lakers or the Rockets, he won't make as much, and this is going to be his last big contract. Ryan, sure. Ryan, I'm sorry to tell you, yeah. this is uh, a source from Austin Chang. He is oh. not resigning with Dallas. He's not. I'm sorry. He's just. He's ah. just not. I. It's just not happening. Ah, this source is credible too. I don't. Ah, yeah, I'm. A, I'm sorry to tell you. It's just. It's just not happening. That's a tough pill to swallow, man. That's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> okay, I'll say this. If he goes to. If he goes to LA, I, I might turn off the TV. Like I'll stop watching basketball. But stop watching. <laughs> wherever he goes, I just hope it's not the Lakers. Just. <laughs> Goddamn. Bro, he's gonna pull a three sixteen go to Detroit. Like I feel like that's a very Kyrie thing. That'd be a W that'd be a W team to head to, honestly. Yo, Cade, Kyrie. Cade Kyrie Wiseman, Ivy. Like oh yeah, Ivy. Durin. Bring uh, back Jeremy Grant. I mean, come on, dude. Jeremy Bogdanovich? Yo, that's a that's a that's a top seven. That's a top fifteen team in the league, honestly. That's a top seven Eastern. Top 15, top 15 team in the East has to be maybe top 15 definitely man definitely top 15 in the East don't know where but 100 <laughs> percent um have you heard about the new CBA deal that went down recently? I did but I didn't get to look into it so I really don't know oh, good I got it. some of the details here uh it's gonna be a seven year deal so okay. either side can opt uh they can actually opt out a year early like at six years. Course. There's going to be an in-season tournament, which I think is pretty cool, because you know, like, I don't know the specifics yet, but in-season in season tournament sounds sounds pretty cool to me. Something you got there, the I guess. yeah individual award eligibility. That's 65 games, so a player who wants to win like MVP or DPOY must play a minimum of 65 games, which it's fair. That's fair. Okay, I agree with that. I think that's fair. I think that's fair because you know. You don't want some. You don't want someone who's like load managing half the entire season to win it. True, but I mean, the, it, it does get sticky when there's a player that misses that time due to injury, and yeah, uh, for sixty four yeah. games they they average like like let's say it's ads averaging like thirty two fifteen like having a career year, and he plays sixty four games. Like I mean, you kind of have to give him the nod for for some for you like can all give NBA. him a nod, but at the end of the day, it's just like ah. Sucks to be you, kind of thing, because uh, one game short, right? <laughs> I don't know. That I think that's where it gets really sticky. Like when someone deserves it that much, it's kind of hard. Like let's like, come on, you know? I don't know. Sixty five is a pretty like you miss more than sixty five. That's a pretty big chunk of the season. I guess. I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. Best what I, I forgot. I forgot what that saying is best something is availability best. Something is oh yeah, you nailed it. You nailed you nailed it, bro. Yeah, yeah, I nailed definitely, definitely. The um, best availability is availability. Yes, that one. That, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, just I think my last takeaway is probably the the third two way contract. So the roster size now increases from seventeen to eighteen. I think that's a great thing, considering all the talent that's coming to the league now. If the roster have kept uh, Jeff down, well. They should have kept Josh Jackson from the from the start of the season, but you know it is what it is. Josh Jackson was playing so nice in summer league. Holding on to Josh Jackson is crazy. I would have. I hundred percent would have. He was actually pretty nice in 
in his rookie year, you know, like 2K ratings, like an 80 or something. That was pretty good. Man, I think it was like a 71. Crazy. I wonder ah, that happens. Tough. That's tough. That's tough. He still, he still beat me in a game, for sure. But, you know. But, yeah, I, I personally think we need more expansion teams. You think so? Oh, man. Yeah, more expansion teams, man. Like, like two more at least. That is, that's a, that's a big thing to add. It really is. The NBA is a multi-billion dollar business. I'm I'm sure they can pull it off. They can pull it off, but hmm. okay, okay. Let's say let's say if I was the NBA and I approached you as my consultant, Austin, um, where should I put two teams in the league? Where where are you putting it? Oof, I mean, for sure, Vegas. Like it, it just has Vegas, to. Be. It's been written in the leaves. But in the East, like I mean. Who would you put? I I I don't know either. Like, or we could it... just shift Memphis to the East because that's kind of where they're supposed to be. Yeah, and then add yeah. Seattle. What would you add? What would you add? I mean, I would love to have just Seattle back. I feel like that that's the team Seattle that deserves back? it. But all the teams <laughs> that deserve it are all all on the all on the West. It feels like Vancouver, Seattle, and Vegas. Bro, I think I think the West is deserving of i don't know it's just there's more activity going on in the west side like i would love to see vancouver get their, get a team back you know okay but instead of like the grizzlies i don't know they could be like the igloos or something i don't know the igloos i don't know oh, man, I'm, i've never been to vancouver I, I don't know what they're like there uh i don't think that city exists but vancouver no it doesn't exist it's ah. a fake city. I feel like we should just like just delete the Eastern Conference. Like, how about that? I think that's make right. the whole like a whole. Just make every team in the East, in the West. Let's in the just, West, yeah. I think yeah. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, who would you like to add in the in the East? Like, would there be a team like in the East? Hmm. St. Louis, maybe. Uh, it's not. It's more of a baseball city. I think it's not that big of a basketball. I guess. Maybe. <laughs> not me being like. New Mexico, but New Mexico. <laughs> Maybe Mexico. I mean I think I mean the NBA was talking about wanting to add teams outside of the United States and Canada. So I, yeah, yeah. Maybe a team New... down in Mexico would be interesting. <laughs> Tijuana, like I think that'd be pretty cool. That would Tijuana, yeah. Hmm, would that be an Eastern Conference team though? Probably low key. I mean, I guess it would have to be. <laughs> you're forced to be. Yeah, you're forced. Man. <laughs> you're forced. Hmm, I, I don't know. I don't know what other teams could be. I, like, I don't know what other cities or states could need another team, actually. But maybe I, I, maybe I just don't know my American geography. So. I, I think that's really what it is, because uh, I'm yeah. kind of blanking yeah. as well. Yeah, all right. We're just, we're just not um, geographically uh, intelligent, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, um, one more topic. Uh, thunder in the postseason. Oof, they they haven't been in a while, and it's fun to see an up and young, like you know, young upcoming team, join the fray. You know, do you think they'll beat out the Mavs like that and secure a play? I think I think they'll definitely beat out the Mavs. I mean, Shea Gilgeous Alexander this year has been a top five player in the league. He just has. 100%. I mean, the way he's been putting that team on his back since the start of the league. 
I mean, we seen Utah start the season hot, and we were like, oh, they have to fall off. And I mean, of course, they, they traded away some guys. They did fall off. I mean, they still are playing pretty well, but you know, it happened. But okay, see, like with the lineup that they have, I mean, could you expect this team making the playoffs? Not at all. We seen last year. I mean, the OKC Thunder were bottom feeders. I mean, Shea was playing his heart out, but they they just shut him down. Like. Almost like with a quarter left in the season. Mm-hmm. This year they're pulling up with a bunch of rookies. I mean, their whole team is just composed of young guys, led by Shea Gilchrist Alexander. I can't pronounce his name. Sorry. <laughs> and then yeah. with Chet Holmgren out, I mean, how could you expect OKC to make the playoffs? I mean, it's insane that the run they've been on. Jalen Williams has. I mean, he's made a case for Rookie of the Year with the way he's been Yo, playing. I think he's yeah, definitely one a good case for that. Yeah. And I feel like with the way they've been rolling, I mean. How could you not see them making the playoffs? I mean, they're 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 such a tight knit group. They might be the tightest knit group in the whole league, beating out the Grizzlies. Mm. And I mean, they have so much contributors on that team. Like, I I love the, there's two guys on, on their team that I really really like. That's JRE and Isaiah Joe. I mean, JRE is Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and then Isaiah Joe, who was on the 76ers. I mean, man, Isaiah Joe can shoot the lights out the ball. I don't really, I don't know why Philly waived him. Like honestly, I don't know why they waived him. Like the Thunder picked him up and bam. I mean, look at him. He's one of the best three point shooters in the whole league. I mean, he he's literally, he's really lining it up. Okay, and but, even yeah. guys like Trey Mann, Usman Jang, like these are all guys that are contributing to a team that is supposed to be rebuilding. And with the way with the way their coach Mark Dagnall has been playing them, I mean, I gotta give all the flowers to them. I mean, seriously, they they've been really impressing me this year. You would think someone like Josh Giddy would still be in, you know, that sophomore slump or like he's trying to better himself. But no, this guy's playing at a pretty, pretty high level for someone oh, his yeah. age. I forgot <laughs> about Josh mention, Giddy. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention like some of your more established veterans like Lou Dort. Like, like he is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league right now. For sure. Especially at his age too. So like props to the Thunder. I think... I think the Mavs aren't making the playoffs at all, but like the play-in, so. I mean, they're really far out. I mean, I, I don't see where, where OKC lets, lets loose to this. They have one more game left against the Grizzlies, and I mean, if the Grizzlies play hard and beat them and, you know, things don't work out for the Thunder, then that would suck, but I mean, I just, there's no way that Thunder don't make a play-in for me. Thunder are 100% deserving, and but... Our topic today, in terms of the playoff predictions, I don't really have the Thunder moving too much. Mm. <laughs> Me neither. You want to delve into that? I guess so. How do you want to start this out? All right. So, you know, with the play-in tournament starting in a few days, you know, with the four, the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth seeds starting, I thought it'd be a fun time to, you know, predict the playoffs. Or, yeah, before the playoffs or, are even set, let's predict. Yeah, the playoffs. <laughs> I Perfect. think that'd be pretty fun. You let's know, let's go. <laughs> you want to start off? You want to start off the better conference or the best conference? Oof, what do you mean by that? Who do you think is the best conference? Best conference is definitely the East. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> definitely the. They even rhymes. Of course. All right. I mean, if you want to start with the East, let's get into it then. Start with the East. All right. So we got. I think as of today, the standings are Milwaukee. First, and then Boston, uh, Philly, Cleveland, New York, Brooklyn, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, I think Miami is in seventh. Yeah, Miami. And then, um, is it Atlanta? Atlanta in eighth, Toronto in ninth, and then Chicago in tenth. Right. Yep. So, let's start off with the very first round of the play-in tournament. Who do you have advancing to the seventh and eighth? I actually don't have the standings moving at all. I think these are the two teams that are going to be in the playoffs. You got Miami and Atlanta. Yeah. I think they've just oh, been crazy. I think they've just been rolling. They are the playoff teams. I feel like the Raps and Bulls, I do like them as a team, but I mean when it comes to playoffs, when it comes to winning clutch games, I mean how could I go against my Miami? I mean seriously. I feel like they just <laughs> they just don't let up. Miami's been a little disappointing, I'm not gonna lie, with what they were the first seed last year entering the postseason. Yeah, kind of fell off a bit, you know. But I still go, I think they'll still make it through because if you want a bucket, you call Jimmy Buckets, right? Like oh, that, God. That's, I mean, it's, it sounds like you line. don't have the it sounds like you don't have the Hawks as your eight seed. Who do you have as your eight? <laughs> like, that's Jimmy Butler for you. Like, it is what it is. Right. In so, terms of the eight seed, though, I think Toronto's going to take it. Maybe that's course. just me as a Homer bias. take, Homer take. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but Atlanta's just been hella disappointing with that addition of DeJounte. Like, I really thought he'd do more. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So like that, I thought that defensive offensive chemistry would have aligned a little better, maybe towards the midpoint of the season. But they've kind of just been average, you know. So, and I think if you were to put pit Toronto against Atlanta, I think Toronto's got bigger wings. You know, like everyone's everyone just kind of big and, you know, large wingspan, good defenders. I think they have a better chance of securing a win, securing I don't a spot. Know, man. I feel like Atlanta like. Their whole season has been a train wreck. I mean, all the chemistry issues, the coaching issues, I mean, just poor play in general. Like, they have gone through a lot of stuff. Even Bogdan Bogdanovich missing the start of the year. I mean, they've had a lot of unfortunate things happen to them. And even then, like, they're still the eight seed. Like, they they came back from, like, having a rough start. Now they went through in a row heading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Atlanta's rolling. They have a good coach on their hands. And Trae Young has been really turning it on. So, I mean, hey. I love the Raptors. I love what they've been doing, but I think I think Atlanta just gonna he's just they're just gonna squeak it out. I don't know. Maybe I just don't like Atlanta like that. I, yeah, I think you're just a homer. I, I think that's really what it Probably is. Probably low key. Like I think it's, for me, it's Toronto, but Toronto's gonna get busted in the first round. So it's, I mean, yeah, whoever makes it is just gonna get whoever makes it is getting on, destroyed so. by Milwaukee. Honestly, bro, like. Like, maybe we can inch a game, or, like, Atlanta can get a game or two, but ah, that would be like the hugest upset. Giannis would, like, he would just never be the GOAT if they lose that series. But, Bro, I mean, he... why not let's just get into the the first round? Like, let's just let's go with the 1-8. I mean, we just talked about it right now. Uh, I have the Bucks taking it 4-1 against the Hawks. I just feel like the Bucks being fully healthy, and Atlanta, like, just coming off of those playing games, <laughs> I just I just don't see how Atlanta can can prove too much of a threat to the Bucks. That's fair. That's fair. I got four one against the Raptors. You know, same reasoning. I don't think Toronto has the personnel to go against Giannis, and then you have another big body in the paint with Brook Lopez, who's low key been a pretty underrated like. He's all NBA. I mean, he's not like he's all NBA caliber. All defense. I think he's all defense caliber. First team, for sure. 
Yeah, I think so. I think he's been one of the best big men, like defensively, this this entire year. And what, 33, 34 years old? Like, that's nothing to laugh about. Like this guy's, this guy's, just getting started. Yeah, and I mean for the Hawks, like there are a lot of things that like I can say that when they go into it, that that will hurt them. Like the minutes without Clint Capella on the floor, like those are really gonna hurt. Like you're gonna have to depend on John Collins. And Onyeka Okongu to be. I mean, he's Onyeka's been pretty good. He's been good, but I mean, against the Bucks, when you have Giannis coming down the lane, you have like a bunch of guards that are pretty savvy around the rim. I mean, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a lot to ask for those guys, and I think also losing Kevin Herter will. I mean, that might be the reason why they are an eighth. Like it, they've, I think his loss has been pretty evident for this team. Like to have a shooter that's that steady, that has that much chemistry with Trey Young, like it really hurts to lose him and. Mm-hmm. I think those are two of the biggest reasons why they're probably gonna like lose the series. But I will say that Trey Young, I mean Trey Young, I mean he does pop off against the Bucks. I mean it it just Definitely. happens. I think his offense is better than Drew Holiday's defense and I think no matter what's gonna happen, he's gonna get his, but at the end of the day, like you gotta depend on DeJounte Murray to to pop off. DeAndre Hunter will have to have a big series. John Collins, I mean, I don't know where he even fits on this team, but I think it's just too much to ask for, for that team. Definitely and you you can't even forget about Milwaukee's like bench players too. Bobby Portis coming off. Uh, I don't know if Grayson Allen comes off the bench or not, but you got you got shooters off. You got pretty big bodies. Like Milwaukee's just they're they're them. Like they're them with a yeah, capital man. T. They're them. Yeah. Fair so, yeah. First round, one eight. That's a Milwaukee to dub. All right. I think from that we can move on to the two seven series. Who do you have? taking the series against Celtics and the Heat. I got the Celtics in five. Celtics in five? Okay. Why Celtics is that? in five. Well, you know, you can't never discount Jimmy. Jimmy's always bound to have good games. So, But I think Miami just struggled a lot this season with Kyle Lowry not playing that well anymore. I think there's been some disruptions between, like, the guards, you know, not saying that they're all performing terribly, like Max Juice is doing great, Tyler Hero is playing pretty well, but there just hasn't been that much, you know, that that last year, that last season feeling. And Boston's just been consistent all year round. You got Tatum, Brown, White, Smart, like everyone, all the guards there are playing well. And then Rob Williams, Al Horford, for for like centers of their caliber, pretty solid as well. I think the only real threats that Miami has to counter is Bam and uh, Jimmy, but Bam can only do so much, right? And yeah. Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy's getting up there in age. Not saying he won't pop off a of 40 every game, but if you don't have this, the right surrounding, like supporting cast around you, you can't, you can't advance past a team like Boston. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel I have the Celtics taking it in six. I was kind of leading seven. I feel like the Heat kind of might put it on the Celtics. I feel like yeah, fair. You know the Heat. I mean their their big rotation is probably the biggest question in this whole series. Like yeah. I mean, you have Bam, but I mean who who do you have after that? Really, it's it's Kevin Love. I mean who's who's coming? <laughs> Wait, off the is Dwayne Dedman even still there? Like, is Dwayne Dedman gonna come come out of the grave and and play thirty minutes? Is he even like, still there? I have no idea if he's still on Miami. I, I think I saw him at the end of the bench maybe, but. I mean, I think that's the biggest question for them, but I mean, there are two guys on the Heat that really do need to take over, and that's Jimmy Philly. Butler. That wait, where, where's Dwayne Dedman? In Philly. Oh, 
Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, he's just balancing around the league. I mean, I, you can't win Probably, this round, at, this, at this point. You can't even win with him. So, <laughs> but no, yeah, no I hate mean, him. no hate him. <laughs> J- Jimmy Butler will need to have a big series. I mean, I feel like when it comes to the playoffs, he always just takes over. I mean, no matter what. Uh, and I think Kyle Lowry will, will, will really need to show that. I mean, he can really lead this team because he's he was supposed to be the starting point guard that is playing all these big minutes for them. Mm-hmm. That's going to be steady. That it's a guy that they can rely on on offense and defense. The minutes without Bam, the minutes without Butler, he can keep them afloat. So I kind of need to see Kyle Lowry pop off of them. And I think the Heat, their biggest issue really was their offense. Like, their defense has been pretty decent their whole year, but it's just the shooting. Yeah, I mean, Max Drews c- could not, like, hit water out of a boat, <laughs> it, it felt like. I mean, he just fell off completely. And he's someone that they rely on to make these shots. So if it, if it does come down to Celtics 4-2 against the Heat, like the only, only way I can see the Heat winning some of these games is from the shooting, and I mean, Celtics are fairly healthy. It's difficult to see them losing this series with with Grant Williams and Al Horford as their bigs. I mean, Bam is a really good player, but I mean, you, you have two big men that have such like different skill sets. It feels like it's gonna be kind of hard to like to game plan against the Celtics for a whole like seven game series. So I will. It is four two for me. Kind of leaning for three if the if the Heat can get back on their shooting mm-hmm. mojo, but I mean I think the Celtics will just take it no matter what. At this rate, they're gonna put like Haslam back in. Oh, if they Haslam play Haslam, play, I mean, like, play twenty minutes a game for us, please. Like you know, please, we, we need someone over. Do your thing. Do your thing, bro. Do your thing. <laughs> Do your thing. We'll just sit on the bench. Yeah, and also <laughs> the, the Heat. I mean, their guard rotation is, is a bit tough. I mean, are you gonna rely on Gabe Vincent to be playing? A ton of minutes. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's difficult, and you know, they have a lot of guys that are kind of, kind of unproven. I would say. I mean, I mean, like Duncan Robinson hasn't been performing the best the last few seasons as well. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's and really Oladipo's been all Oladipo. I wouldn't say he's been terrible. He's just been, you know, it's not his his indie self. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's tough to see Miami to me at least go down so quickly. But I think Boston Boston advances regardless. Yeah, I think they're just too dominant. Right, three four. Who do you got? Three four or three six? I lied. Sorry, <laughs> three six. <laughs> so this is the Sixers and the Nets, right? Sixers and Nets. Yes. I think we both know the answer to this question. Ryan, is this a sweep for you? This is a sweep for me. This is a sweep for me as well. I this feel like the Sixers are just way too dominant. I was gonna for... say you got Brooklyn and Ben. No, I got I got Brooklyn and four. Yeah, for sure. Brooklyn and four, bro. McCall no, Bridges, fifty-three points a game. You already know. I mean, yeah, the Nets are just so unlucky in in this situation. I mean, they kind of traded their whole roster in the middle of the year, and I mean, they just stayed afloat. It feels like, and I love they, how the whole roster is two players. But, you know, go off. I mean, hey, I mean, those two players are pretty decent. One of them it might just be a superstar. You never know. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think no matter what, it's just unlucky. This really is just like a kind of a. I, don't, I mean, Philly always. It feels like they have these kind of series in the playoffs where they just have a warm series at the start where they need to get going. And I think for the, for this series, they really need to kind of lock in, like, because mm-hmm. they really do get slapped in the second round. They they kind of have issues with with 100%. their with what is it? Their their is like stamina. I guess their stamina, like. Endurance. They kind of just run out of gas. It feels like by, by the yeah. end of the second round, and you know, I think it's been, like, it's, it's been a trend for the last few years. So. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, with a guy like Harden, he needs to really get it going too. Like, I would really like to see Harden get to the line more. I feel like this year he's kind of fallen off from that. I think he only averages about six free throws a game, seven well, free throws. Like, 
Yeah, he's not Houston Harden no more, but I think he's still a damn good playmaker. I mean, he still needs to have that impact for them to win the championship, I feel like. So, I mean, this is going to be a, probably a sweep for them. Maybe for one, maybe Mikel Bridges can pull out a Michael Jordan game. But I think I think it's a sweep just because, like, outside of Mikel Bridges, I think Philly can guard every other position. And there's and, a lot of guys on, on Brooklyn that I like. I, let's not get that wrong. Oh, obviously, 100%, 100%. I don't... I don't I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think Brooklyn just doesn't have that superstar that can take them over the top. Like, I mean, they have Ben Simmons. They, KD, like, they have Ben Simmons. Is he going to play? I mean, he's a superstar. No, I'm joking. I mean, listen, they, they have a lot of guys that that you you would you would like on a championship team. You have Seth, like Seth yeah. Curry, Cam Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Claxton, even Joe Harris, Patty Mills, Dorian Finney-Smith. I mean, there there are a bunch of guys that these are like. Guys that would win you a championship, but they're, like they're, they're really lacking on number one. Players. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just Mikael Bridges. Like, uh, Mikael Bridges is a uh, Clippers or something like that. What team was oh, that? I think no, the one with Lou Will as their like the best player. Lou Will as their best player. Lou Will like back in the Clipper days because that was a team full of solid role players. Like everyone there was a high level contributor but they just didn't have that top dog to carry them you, know? you never know maybe, maybe kill bridges will, will have a re- really really good series and maybe we can see getting him close because he'll have a breakout breakout they, they have a good coach they have good players they have smart players i mean you never know maybe they can pull out a game or two but i think sure. if you're looking at it from the outside in like looking at weeks in advance how do you not have the sixers winning sixers winning that's just the bottom line <laughs> yeah exactly Four five, Cleveland, New York. What do you have? Okay, now I'm scared. I got, I got, I got the Cavs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think Donovan Mitchell. Cavs or Cavs and six. Okay, Cavs and six. All right, fair enough. Cavs and six. I think New York's been pretty good this year. Well, like last year, definitely like much more solid and strong team. I just think Cleveland's got a lot more dog in them. <laughs> they have a lot more dog in them. So they're going to win? Yeah. I think I think that's the best way to put it. Donovan Mitchell, uh, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. Like, all these guys are so solid in their own right. And, yeah, I, I respect New York. Adding Jalen Brunson was the, definitely the right move. The worst mistake that Dallas has made the last few years, probably. Most likely. But, most likely, yeah. But I think uh, Cleveland just got more dog in them. I don't know how to explain it, man. Like, I mean... It's a, it's a feeling. It's a feeling. Yeah, it is a feeling thing. I mean, this is a prediction. It's your opinion. Of course. What you got? I have the Cavs as well, but I have this series really, really tight. I mean, this couldn't be a sweep. We never know. But I, I think the series is going to be tight. I mean, the Cavs have a... have They have like a kind of a big three plus one. Which are now being the mm-hmm. plus one, but I mean Mitchell Garland and and especially Mobley. I feel like Mobley, like he's really coming into his own. He's been very very impressive this year. Like I could see him, 100%. I could see him rattling for like maybe an All NBA third team. Like you never know next year because he's he's been really popping off. And of course, like with the way they've been playing this year, they've been dominant the whole year. Mitchell could prove that he's a superstar. Garland has been playing like an All Star guard. I mean, I think it it is gonna be close though. It is really gonna be close because. I think people kind of sleep on the guys that the Knicks have. Like they, they have Brunson, they have Randall. 
but they have quickly they have and they have my favorite role player quentin grimes and they have josh hart on that team like those are oh, i no, feel like make a lot of josh too. hart and quentin grimes like those are two role players that could really ship the series. I mean, seriously, those two guys play hard. They rebound. They defend. Like they're good defenders. They're good. They're good that, on the perimeter. They have, what they just. They're they're also dogs. Like yeah. Yeah. Like when you when you get the ball out of Brunson's hands, when when you get the ball out of Randall's hands, like these are the guys that are going to be, like getting their looks. And but once again, high level role players. Like, yeah. Exactly. You can you can ask for any more. Like, but I, they, I re- they do their job really well. Yeah, but I really do think that what it comes down to is the Knicks center rotation is just not where it needs to be at this point. Like when you yeah, when it comes time to competing Mitchell in the playoffs, Robinson. Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hardenstein, it's just not gonna cut it. Like no matter how how you look at it, it's just not gonna work. Like are you gonna play Randall at the five? Like that's just not gonna happen. Maybe yeah, you could, but yeah. with Jared Allen on the team, with Evan Mobley on the team, like that's why I feel like the Cavs are just gonna win just because. Evan Mobley, it, it, he just changes everything for that team. I mean, I think it's going to mm-hmm. be a really physical, it's going to be a rough series, it's going to be a lot of physicality, but at the end of the day, like, the paint wins the game, you know? And I feel yes, like sir. the Cavs are going to dominate the paint. And it's just, it's difficult in all terms. Like, Randall, he gets, he takes a lot of shots for the Knicks. Like, he probably takes the most shots. He always takes, like, over 15, 16 shots a game. Mm-hmm. And when he's, he's matched up against... Playoff. Also not a big playoff. Like he hasn't, I haven't seen anything step up for him in the playoffs either. I mean, so. that's, that's neither here nor there. But I think just the matchup when it comes down to it, like he he plays inside the perimeter, and when you have tall, lanky guys like Mobley in there and Jared Allen in there, it's gonna be tough to score. But you never know. You you never know. I mean, at the end of the day, I have it in seven. I can see it going both ways. Brunson is one of the best guards in the league. I can see him cooking up. I mean, Mitchell and and Brunson they do go back and forth, and. and- yeah, Garland in that mix too. So that's kind of why I I have Cleveland edging them out, just because like if either Donovan or uh, Garland have a bad game, the other one's gonna step up, and Brunson just has to be consistent the entire time. And I mean right. he he's gonna be. He, he just is one of the most consistent players. And I feel like the series it's. I mean you could say you could look at coaching, you could look at schemes, this and that, but. I think personally that this series is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be back and forth. It's going to be punch for punch. These are two teams that that love the bright lights. I feel like these two teams love playing against each other, and I think this might have to be my my like first round matchup of the whole playoffs. The toughest one, like the tough, the toughest matchup. The Probably the most the do- the doggiest. Yeah. I think the most entertaining. Like the it's it's a must watch. It's it's going to be fun to watch this one for sure. And that's it's good because I'll be done exams by then. <laughs> exactly. All right, so that's our um, that's first round, right? Yep, that's the first round for the East. All right, we got for Cleveland, Milwaukee. Oof, we're going for we're going for the full East here. Okay, okay. The full East, all the way, baby. Cleveland, Milwaukee. I have the Bucks winning in six. Mm, yeah, same. I think I think that's a fair prediction to make. Uh, I mean, I expect I mean I expect both of these teams to kind of shoot mediocre. In this series, I don't know why. I just feel like it's just gonna happen. Like the way they def- they defend, it's like you're gonna have a lot of guys throwing up shots. But the head to head matchup is close. I mean, both teams are pretty much tied. But I mean, again, I gotta say, it. I think I think Mobley's gonna eat. I think Mobley has a chance to really cook up this game or the series. And I mean, like you, ha- are you gonna put are you gonna put Brook Lopez on him? I mean, would you do that, Ryan? Brook Lopez, I think is gonna be sticking with Jared Allen the entire game. That's just what I think. 
I just, I mean, yeah. who, who's guarding Mobley? Is it going to be Giannis? Giannis, probably. I don't know. Probably I, Giannis. I just have a feeling, I, think, I don't know. I think it'd be a fun assignment for Mobley to take on Giannis, too. You know, like, you're a young guy going up against a two-time MVP. Like, we're going to see what's going, what he can do. And sure, I think but... Mobley's up. I think Mobley's up for it. But in the end, I think Giannis is still too dominant, especially in the playoffs. Like, Giannis does show up. Like, you've seen it. He does show up in the playoffs, so... Uh, Mobley's gotta gotta be like the dog if he wants to, if he wants to shut him down. Right, right. I also feel like there are two things that that kind of have me skeptical with the with the Bucks. Like I have the Bucks winning at six, but there are two things where one thing is I feel like how are the Bucks gonna adjust to like the way Cleveland plays defense? Like them having two big men, it's it's like such a different look compared to yeah. a bunch of other teams that play like kind of small ball or like they, yeah. they have like an athletic more athletic guy at the forward like even though Mobley's athletic but like you know two seven footers pretty much like mm-hmm. i'm interested to see how how mike brenholzer switches up against them and also i feel like the bucks guard rotation is is i'm pretty skeptical about that i mean i mean drew holiday grayson allen actually don't know who else is in the back javon carter wesley matthews Goran Dragic, pat Conson, Jarrett, um grayson allen i mean i i like those guys but are you going to depend on Javon Carter playing all these minutes? I mean, they've been playing Javon Carter a ton of minutes, but who are you going to go to when, when it comes down to to the last few minutes or even just the fourth quarter? Like, who are you going to rely on to, to set your offense and, like, be that guy for you? Because, I mean, this is kind of a rough guard rotation for, for the Bucks, other than Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, I think he's bound to play 40 minutes a game. I mean, he's probably going to play the whole game. I mean, it's yeah, tough. Most likely, yeah, because um... – Outside of like Giannis, who's our other All Star this year, right? Yeah. And then you have, I mean, I don't know if Joel Ingles can step up like and go up against. Obviously, he plays. He's a combo. He plays both the shooting and the small. But I don't know if he can do much. But Middleton's probably going to take a majority of that that slot. Right. Right. And then you know, yeah. And then I think, although the the rotation might be a little rough, I think Milwaukee edges out just because of. The, the Greek freak, like I think, Giannis just the deciding factor. If he's not there, I think Cleveland has a good shot. But he's there, so. Hey, I, I'm gonna say I'm. I'm a Cleveland believer. I love their guys, and okay, pause. But yeah. this series, Mitchell could prove that he's a superstar. I'm just gonna put it out there. Like, oh. if if Mitchell plays out of his mind this series, like he could enter the conversation of of being like a a number one guy. Because I feel like he's always on the fringe with this, like. He puts up really good numbers, but we haven't truly seen in the playoffs. Like, if he can put up numbers against Milwaukee and make the series close or even win it, like he he just has to be in that conversation. I think I think Mitchell's been putting up numbers. He just hasn't it just hasn't translated to winning. So I think that's an except for him. Like, put translated up those numbers winning. and win. Yep. I mean, they've been Utah's the first seed for bounced. about ten years. <laughs> I mean, Utah's been bounced in like the first second round of the last few years. So um, let's see what Cleveland Donovan can do. That's just that's just my thoughts, right? <laughs> but so yeah, who do Milwaukee, you... Milwaukee's taking this one. Of course. Who do you have for the Celtics and 76ers? This was a tough one for me. But I'm going to stick with my guy, Jalen Brown. I think Boston takes in seven. Seven. Let's go. Boston in seven. I think Embiid's been probably the MVP. I know like there's voter fatigue or whatnot with the OKH, but... Uh, I think Embiid has just been so dominant this year, especially with, like, the season starting off slow. Like, he's just been mad consistent regardless. 
right and now they're in the third seed right so and hardened Harden has done his thing uh tobias harris tyrese maxi like they've all been doing what they can and it, all thanks to Embiid, they're fighting for contender like they're a contender but i think with jalen brown doing what he can jason tatum and then the other personnel around them i think um seven games for boston is that's what they're going to do with uh, with philly yeah it just seems like it's so hard to to pick against jalen and, and jason like it, that's the duo, way them man. two have been playing, it's so hard to pick against them. Like they just have like the the perfect like it's team com- comp. Right. Yeah, it's it's just it's hard to pick against them. But this may be a bit controversial, but I have but. the Celtics winning four one in the series. Four one, okay. I just and... feel like the Celtics are just gonna turn it on. Like I mean, maybe this is recency bias with the way that the Celtics sweeped the Seventy Sixers that one year, mm-hmm. but. That totally isn't fair. Though. I mean, I think Simmons was out that series. Like, they they were pretty much cooked. But the way the Celtics have been playing, I mean, I think Embiid is going to dominate. He has historically dominated against the Celtics. But will it be enough? I just feel like we'll have to see, like, the way the way Harden plays will decide the series. Maxi should get a lot of shots and opportunities. But I just feel like the the Celtics are just so dominant. It, it's going to be hard, hard to see this, the, the Sixers having a chance to even score against them. And also Robert Williams matchup against Embiid, like it's gonna be interesting. I mean Horford and and Rob Williams, like you have two big men that are capable that don't foul too often. Like yeah. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see this matchup, honestly. No, I hundred percent agree with you. Like Philly has like four guys that can pop up for twenty each night. Like right? You yeah. wouldn't disagree with that. they have like four of them. But I think at the end, uh, it also comes down to like who's been the most consistent throughout the entire year, who's got a history of not, like, Boston made it to the finals last year, and you're not going to discount that experience that they have. And they pretty much have almost everyone the same, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think I think Boston in seven, but um, Embiid's going to put up a good fight. Yeah, and if also, like... Swept, though, I don't even think he deserves to be in the MVP conversation, but... I mean, it's going to be too late at that point. But I, know, I, I just gotta say real quick, I think I think Brogdon will make a difference in this series. I really do think so. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think he's he's been so underrated this year. I think exactly. So yeah, we got. I guess we both got Milwaukee and Boston. Yeah, we have the exact same bracket right now. This is a bit One, crazy. Right. That's crazy, except for Atlanta. But you know, see, they got they got sure, destroyed sure. in the first round. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. It's a wash. What do you got? I have the Celtics being the Bucks in seven in this series. Oh shit. Oh shit! In my opinion, this has historically been one of the most like anticipated matchups in the whole league, and they've always gone back and forth. Nah, I, that I actually was was leaning towards the Celtics too, because you know my guy. Yeah, and I honestly, yeah, it, it really comes down to for me like there, there's all these stats this and that, but it really comes down to the clutch. Like the clutch time will be the most important thing because I feel like all these games, all these games, but, like. Majority of these games is going to be really close. It's going to be back and forth, just like the Cavs and the and the Knicks. And I mean, we'll have to see if Horford can have have that strong of a series again. Because you know me, I am the biggest Horford believer. I was saying yeah. back no, in like you, 2019, 2020, Horford is better than Bam in the playoffs. I've been saying this, and guess what he did? He dropped thirty on on Giannis's head. He dropped thirty buckets on Giannis's head, made it to the finals. But I think the biggest thing we'll we'll see in this series is will Giannis even sit on the bench? I don't think Giannis is going to be on the bench this I whole series. Think, no, I, uh, like not to discount the Celtics' run last year. I think they did incredible considering, like, 
every, everything, like how the season started and how it ended, right? I think they, Boston did an, an amazing job. I think it all comes down to, it, like last year at least, it came down to Middleton being there or not because he was not there for that series. True. That's true. Right? And you got Middleton. He's healthy. He's, he's getting into his groove. Like, I don't know. Playoff K is a different thing. So <laughs> Playoff K? I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, man. I, just, I kind of just made that up on the spot. Hey, uh, it's, it's got a nice ring to it. It does. Okay, but like Chris Middleton, I think he's a solid perimeter defender. He can he he can do his thing against Brown, so that's evenly matched, right? And then you're probably going to have Giannis on on Tatum, so JT is going to have less like wiggle room. And Smart and Drew, that's also well matched. Then you have it comes down to like Horford and uh, what Lopez. But here's here's the thing, like. The, the league has not it's not a match of league anymore there's a lot there's That's a lot of switching no, I you, yeah so i think no matter what the matchups are it, it's all about how the team could play as a whole like if a team can play defense as a whole if they can if they can kind of slow down tatum because you can't stop i mean i mean i guess you can't stop tatum tatum has you had games already yeah. but can you slow down their offense enough to the point where you're, you're making this like a, a grueling game because i think that's what the bucks would want they would want this game to be slow and and like super grueling their own pace right Exactly, but I don't know if you can do that. Like Joe Mazzula has been coaching a hell of a team this year, so it's it's really just going to come down to coaching. I really feel like who mm-hmm. who can make the best adjustments, who can like who can just make quick decisions on the fly better. I don't know. At the end of the day, I think Milwaukee still takes it. That's just a personal opinion, just because I've seen what they can do like two years ago when they won the champ championship. So. Um, I'm a Milwaukee believer. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> we're gonna see. We're gonna see who makes it to the West then. Yeah, let's get it. All right. Playing, playing. Oh Plan. yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. So we got, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Denver, Memphis, uh, Sacramento, which props to them, uh, Phoenix. Golden State, Clippers, Clippers, yeah, and then the play-in is—is it Lakers, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Thunder? Is that—is that the order? Are, are you guessing it or are, are you? I'm guessing. It? It. Right now, I'm guessing the order. I don't know because I have it in front of me right now. I mean, you're, it seems oh. like you're just reading it, dude. Goddamn. But yeah, no, that, I'm that's guessing because I don't. Yeah, so, sorry. Am I get? Did I get it right or no? No. Oh, yeah, you got it. You got it. Okay. All right, yeah. So seven, eight, nine, ten. So that's um Lakers. Pelicans, uh, Timberwolves, and Thunder. These are a go. bunch of good teams. You know, these are these are teams that are you can. Close. <laughs> I mean, these like this is not like the East where it's kind of like you can kind of differentiate. Like the Heat are definitely going to make it this and that, but maybe they won't. But this was <laughs> tough. I mean, I feel like the way the Lakers have been playing, you kind of have to pick the Lakers. Like, I, mean, I do have the Lakers. It's tough to see a world where they don't make the playoffs. They don't make like they don't win the plan. So I, I have the Lakers, but for my eight seed. I mean, you know me, my second favorite player in the whole league. I gotta have the Timberwolves in there. Man, get the hell, nah, man. Anthony Edwards is gonna carry them into the eight seed. Like he, he's that guy. So I, I just have them making it in there. How about you? Okay, Uh, okay. I, I I decided to play a little safe because all the teams are so like so strong in the West. I thought the Pelicans probably were gonna take the eight seed. 
just because I don't know if Zion's going to come back. I think we got news this morning that he probably wasn't. But I think if he does come back, they're bound to take the eighth seed. He's still got Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. And Jonas Valanciunas still is his thing. A solid double-double guy every night. And then you can't even discount like the role players they got, like Trey Murphy and... Um, can't think of who else is called, but like that. Yeah, come on, man! Yeah, I just said the role can't players say. and can't name the role players. I got Trey Murphy, but okay. But you, you kind of get what I mean, right? Like, I think the Pelicans are just really solid all around, and they can do their thing in the in the play-in. I like I like their top end guys. I just don't know if I trust their their back end guys as much. Like with Herb Jones not being able to shoot and him playing a ton of minutes, like it's difficult. It's difficult to see them like having enough guys to rely on to to win these these tight games i mean you're you're relying on josh richardson i mean valentinus is not even going to touch the floor like he's gonna be played off the floor probably so who else do you have to rely on i mean i guess it's larry nash jr he's gonna play a lot of, a lot of five and i mean i don't know if, if cj and ingram can can play as well as they need to then that'd be great but i don't think i trust trey murphy like he's a rookie Will Najee Marshall be able to contribute? It's tough. Like, I think the Wolves just kind of have it locked down right now with Cat coming back. I don't know. I, I just see it going the Timberwolves way. Oh, I def- okay, I can see the Timberwolves. I just think I like I, I was playing it safe, right? They were at the first seed at one point in the season, so I don't believe they they won't reach that first seed status again. But they've got the chemistry. They've got the people that got them there. I think. There's a Do good they got the chemistry, team. Ryan? Do they? <laughs> they had the chemistry. All right, that's fair enough. That's they fair had enough. the chemistry, yeah. But no, I wouldn't be surprised to see Minnesota take it either. Exactly. Even the Thunder, I could see the Thunder making it as well. Like they, oh, they've been on a hot streak, so they're they're not, not on a hot streak, but they've been playing pretty well. So, of course. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So yeah, one eight. That's um, Denver and uh, Timberwolves for you, and Pelicans for me. I think we both have it going the same way in this series, unless you have kind of a crazy little uh, upset. Nah, I'm not. I'm not that crazy. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I have the I have the Nuggets taking it in six. So never I'm taking gonna... it five. All right, taking five. I, I think for the so let me speak on the Wolf side real quick, just because yeah. you both have different teams. I think just the lack of center depth is, is going to kill the Wolves. Like mm-hmm. when you have a guy like Jokic who just gets guys in foul trouble, who just abuses bigs that aren't you know defensively adept like it's difficult i mean you have towns and who will like go bear towns towns is probably gonna play like four i guess and then like kyle anderson i mean it even with nas Reed, it was difficult to see them matching up so i just feel like the lack of center depth is going to kill them i do like conley's matchup though conley is is interesting like to switch from dilo who's i don't know dilo and conley are such different players like they're both guards they both are kind of like they have the same kind of offense. It's just the way that they play make it, the way that they lead their teams. I, I can see Conley and, and Ant having kind of this chemistry. And I mean, listen, you know me, I, Ant is my second favorite player. I can see Ant going off for some crazy ass games this season, this year, sure, yeah. this, this series, especially against the defenders that they have on that team. Like, I mean, it's going to be kind of a high scoring games. I, I would predict, but I mean, at the end of the day, Denver's Denver. They're fully healthy. I mean, Come on, it's got to be. Denver's been Denver's locked down that first seed for a while now. You can't discredit that. And Jokic is probably most likely going to win that MVP again. Yeah, I think I think they have it in the bag. I yeah, and Denver's also just to real quick speak on the Wolves. Like the Wolves are already running like seven man rotations, eight man rotations. Like are like are they going to be able to carry 
like these rotations yeah, through the play on through the plane into the playoffs. Like it, by the time they get to the Nuggets series, like they're gonna be burnt out. So, bro, they don't even have Patrick, Patrick Beverly this year. Like I don't I don't know if they can. I mean, yeah, that, now now it's over, dude. Because who's gonna jump on the scores table when they win? I, that's, what, that's what I'm who's, saying. Who's it gonna be? I mean, it's not gonna be Kyle Anderson. He's too slow to do that. He can't, probably can't even get up there. <laughs> He's gonna fall before he gets on the. Nah, but but real real talk, I think Denver's got it. I think we don't need to explain too much on that. You have any uh opinions on the Pelicans? Like, well, maybe Pelicans, I like say. I think similar, uh, like similar to what I was thinking about like earlier with um, Toronto. I think Pelicans do have like they have really good solid players, but all around, I think. Denver is just much more dominant. Jokic can get you a triple double any every night and still lead it to a win. Jamal Murray can toss anyone up. I mean, CJ McCollum's pretty solid too, too. But I think between in terms of like skill set, I'd rather take Jamal Murray over CJ. Yeah, and there's no defense oh. on the Pelicans right now, so it's kind of tough. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Zion was there, it might be a different story. But Zion is by the way, is a horrendous defender. What? Come on, let's be honest. No, but in terms of offense, though, in terms of offense, though, I think sure, sure, they sure. could push it to like seven. Yeah, if they had Alvarado, and if Herb Jones was shooting well, like yeah, I could see that, you know. But yeah, I think the Pelicans just don't have a shot against this team. Fair. Two seven Memphis Lakers. I think this this is a is a crazy matchup, man. For me, like. I couldn't even make a decision for the series. Like, it it hurt me going both ways. But I'm I'm gonna say, okay, I'm gonna say like with the with the least amount of confidence, I'm gonna say Grizzlies in seven. I have it going fifty fifty. Grizzlies in how much? In seven. Seven. I have Lakers in seven. Yeah, it, it for me is the Lakers have been so volatile this season. Like, I know now they're playing well. It's just I think yeah, I think they've just been they're getting it together at the right time. Like they're they're putting it all together at the right time. And this is the perfect time to like get get those wins. Uh, but I mean I feel like a lot of guys are discounting the Grizzlies, like with their whole t- I mean, it seems like all the contenders in the in, in the whole league have just gotten healthy. Yeah. They've just gotten healthy, it seems like it, it's crazy. Like the, the Grizzlies are healthy. Phoenix, like, I mean Zion uh, might come back. are getting all the Warriors are getting all their guys back. PG's coming like, back. Getting... Right? Wiggins is coming like, back. It's like, crazy. Everyone's just getting healthy at the right time. I know. But this series, for me, it really is a coin flip. Like, it's just, it just matters on what LeBron, what Anthony Davis are we getting. Because mm-hmm. obviously, I feel like, I mean, they are going to play hard. But we need Anthony Davis to take more than 20 shots. I mean, it, it it's crazy how, how Davis is, has just not been taking shots, it feels like. There are games where he just kind of takes games off like mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's going to happen in the playoffs obviously but i mean if 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 lebron and 80 play at the level that they, they should be playing at i think the lakers could take it probably in six even but you never know john morant desmond bain jaron jackson jr who i think is the x factor in the series it's probably a dpoy too maybe yeah he really he really could probably. be yeah and, and like i don't know memphis is memphis I said, like I said, goes in game in seven, like Lakers in seven. So it could go either way. But I think the bottom line for me is don't doubt LeBron. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Zero he, dark hasn't, he, hasn't last, he didn't make it last year. So he has something to prove. What is it? He has like three years most now in the league. 
he wants to make the most out of it, right? Of course, of course. He's yeah, hungry and greedy, bro. He's real greedy. Don't doubt the king. That's all I'm saying. Of course, but I mean, there are a few things that I, I want to poke at. Like, I think Desmond Bain has a chance to like really get it going this series. I mean, on defense, I mean, who are, who's gonna who's gonna get Bain? Who's getting Bain on the Lakers? It. Who? I mean, you have Reeves, you have Schroeder, you have Beasley, you have Troy Brown Jr., you have D'Lo. Like, these are all lackluster defenders. The best defender is probably Beasley, but he's not even that. He's not. He's not a three and D guy. He's just a three guy, right? Right. He just he plays hard. You know. I mean, it's difficult. Like Jaw, obviously, like they're gonna focus on Jaw a lot, which is gonna open these looks for Bain yeah. and and Jaren Jackson Jr. But the one thing that will decide the series is Jaren Jackson Jr. and yeah. foul trouble, because. Yeah. Every game against the Lakers that they played, he has gone five fouls. He's been playing well, but he just gets in foul trouble a bit too much against the Lakers. And obviously, with Anthony Davis, like he gets a lot of foul calls. But I mean, if if he can stay on the floor, it will change everything for the Grizzlies. But it's just if he can. That's all I'm saying. I'm calling it. If Jaron Jackson gets two fouls in the first quarter, Memphis is losing that game. That's bold. That's bold. I'm saying because. You get two fouls in the first quarter, you got to be taken out because you're not. I'm not. I'm not. If I'm the coach, I'm not risking it, right? Right. Then who do you have next? Like who's going up next after like Jordan? Like it's Steven like, Adams is good and everything. He's gone. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's not even playing. But, he's out. He's out. He's out. Out. Oh, is he out for the rest of the season? I'm pretty sure. And and it's it's oh, Santi okay. Aldama. That's that's what you're printing up. Mm. And like he's a big body and everything, but I think I think that's like. Barbecue chicken. Barbecue right chicken. Eat. It's he's feasting. He's feasting the paint too. But this and is even a... if he gets if AD gets double team, like he can just swing out to a shooter on the perimeter because they they have those now, right? Rehat Kimura's been like eh, been so of. solid overall. Like he can drive in as well from the from the three point line. You have Malik Beasley sitting there. D'Lo sitting there. Like it's it's a game. It's it's easy food once so. Uh, Easy pray once Jaron Jackson Jr. fouls out. Yeah, but there's also one big question for the Lakers, and that's Anthony Davis and his conditioning. Because, believe it or not, like before the Lakers game against Utah, Anthony Davis hasn't played 40 minutes since December. He has mm. been under 40 minutes. So, in this series, like he has to play a lot of minutes. He's going to play over 40 minutes. And night in, night out, like is he going to be able to keep that condition, keep that high level of play throughout the whole game? It's going to be tough to watch. Like, you never know. Like, Ed Davis has had a lot of injury concerns. Like, it seems like if he just steps the wrong way, he's going to break his ankle. So, yeah, I know. It really comes down to if he can stay healthy, then obviously, like, you can see the Lakers taking this series. But, I mean, there's it, a lot of factors playing into this. I mean, LeBron, obviously, we haven't even talked about LeBron. Like, he's, he better go crazy. I mean, this is his time. Like, he, he's probably going crazy. He better, man. He's, he had a, he's having a really great year. I mean, the last few games, he, it's, it's been a bit, it's been a bit sleazy, but, I mean, Hey, you know, it's LeBron. You can't doubt the king. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I think for us, it goes either way. Can't argue on that. Who you got for uh, 3 6? It's the Kings and the Warriors. Kings and Warriors or Kings and Clippers? I think right now they're tied. Who is the tiebreaker? I have no idea. I, in my thing, I have listed as Clippers, but it could be the Warriors. Maybe we should have seen who had the tiebreaker, but I mean, for me, I have the Warriors. I mean, that, I mean, I guess that kind of sucks, but I'm gonna just roll with it anyways. I mean, listen, I love the Kings. I, I love them. Like their team is amazing. No, I love I Keegan Murray. I love Sabonis, but the matchup against the Warriors is a bit too tough for Sabonis to handle. Like I love them, but you can't, you can't deny Wiggins the Warriors. Back. 
they're getting clay clay's been shooting lights out steph yeah. steph with his his sleeve that's a whole different staff right there like <laughs> yeah i mean a, f- a fully healthy warrior squad is gonna be tough to look past that i mean also like this the kings like they've never been successful like this, t- this team is super new to being this successful. Like, I love, like, their composure. I love the way that they're they're acting about it. They're not boasting. Like, they're just staying on their grind. Sabonis mm-hmm. has a lot of his hands. Fox, like, I mean, he has a lot of his hands on defense as well. And I think it really just comes down to if Keegan Murray can stay composed. Like, if he can stay composed, shoot the lights out, attack the closeouts, like, be the kind of role player that they need him to be, then they have a chance. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Curry, Clay, Draymond, that's a death line, man. It is what it is. Honestly, like, I don't have Warriors Kings because that wasn't my matchup when I initially did this. But I can see, I can see the Warriors taking it for sure if that was the case. Right. I got Kings Clippers because because <laughs> that was what I came up with, and I got Clippers taking it in six because similar story. You got um, Kawhi, PG, like they're doing their thing. And like, like you said, PG's going to be back for the playoffs, right? Right. And you got such high quality role players around them. You got Norman Powell, Vita Zubac, uh, Red Jackson's not there anymore, sorry. Uh, Bones Highland. Like you got a lot of these supporting cast guys that can help you out. I, I didn't even mention Russell Westbrook, who's been playing great. I don't know. I think even though Sacramento's been on such a roll this year, I think their youth will be their downfall. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Clippers, Clippers and six. Clippers and six. All right. I guess yeah. it's kind of tough that we, we did it before the playoffs actually started because now we have, now we have <laughs> the Clippers different. on different, different fucking sides of the bracket. I mean, yeah, so you have Clippers with the four and five. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, yeah, Suns and Clippers for, I mean, I think my matchups are a bit more crazier, though. Like, I'll be honest. Suns oh, Clippers. Right. I have Suns and Warriors, right? So it's like. Oh, that is actually pretty spicy. Durant going yeah, back to the Warriors. I have Suns and Warriors there. I don't know who you guys going going forward, but I've got my guy. I mean, you had the Clippers going going forward on that side. I have the Suns being the Clippers in seven years. I have the Suns going forward on this side. So do you want to I talk think. about your, your side first? or I, I think you should um, go first. I, all right, sure thing. Um, KD. I think that's pretty much the deciding factor. Like we said, we like we alluded to earlier, like eight and zero start. Like when um, when Katie's in the lineup, I think Kevin Durant just does things that no one else can. Like how are you guarding a seven footer with skills of a, a superstar guard, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can't not to mention CP three pull, pulls through in the playoffs. Devin Booker, we've seen him in the finals. We've seen him put up twenty eight a game. We've seen DeAndre Aiden being one of the best defenders and best big men during the postseason run. And then Torrey Craig, Terrence Ross, Champagne. Like, obviously, some of these guys haven't been doing their best this year, but they've had that. They've had their showing in Phoenix. They've had their showing in, in under the spotlight, right? I think. I don't know who, who the Warriors can put against Kevin Durant and praying that they can find somebody, but you're probably not going to be able to put Wiggins on him for 48 minutes. I think that's the bottom line. Fair enough. I mean, I believe in Wiggins. You know, I'll say it right. I believe in Wiggins. Yeah, no, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> but, what's, what's your reasoning? Yeah, what's I your reasoning? I'm going to say, I, I also have the Suns moving on against the Clippers. 
I, you know, the Sun. I think when it comes down to playoffs, the Stars win the game. You know, and the Suns. Yeah. The Suns. The Clippers obviously have stars, but like Phoenix has KD and Booker. Like it's tough to pick against KD and Kawhi. But I think at the end of the day, like I think just the top end talent beats out depth. The Clippers have a lot more depth, and yeah, they have a lot of guys. Like they have, you know, you know, he's at Bones Highland. You know, who else do they have? Like Norman Powell off the bench. Zubac, uh, isn't Zubac starting? Yeah, Zubac is yeah, starting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just think it's also gonna be a tough series. Like I have it in seven, and you know the Suns, the back of big men, they're not the greatest. Like Jock Lando, like I mean, it's not looking good. But I mean, the, the Clippers don't have, yeah, <laughs> but they don't have star big men. So it's like that's not yeah. the biggest of your worries. And you have PG coming off the injury, but like CP3 in in the playoffs. I mean, it's hard to pick against that. CB3, CB3 turns it on in the playoffs. CB3 himself is, is already worrying for the Clippers to deal with. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing. Like, who's going to guard CP3? I mean, I think he's going to get – if you put Westbrook on him, he's that's easy foul baiting. I mean, that's just too easy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm confident the Suns are just going to pull it out. Aiden's probably going to dominate. I mean, come on. Aiden against Zubox. Aiden against Palmy. I mean, it's barbecue chicken, dude. Come on. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like – you know, in all these series with, with stars and, like, you have all these stars that you think are going to go back and forth, it really comes down to the role players and, like, the guys that you have playing over 35 minutes that aren't your star players. Mm-hmm. And I think it really comes down to Josh Okogie and Eric Gordon. Those are two of the guys I'm looking at to contribute to each of their respective teams. Like, if Okogie can can disrupt on defense against Kawhi, against PG, like, like help out, you know, like, play good help defense, rotate Action. well. It's Great tough, yeah. It's it, he's a tough guy to play against, and Eric Gordon, like him being the shooter that he is, like the Clippers have a lot of guys. Like you like the guys on the team, but they don't have all that much shooters. I mean, you have Batum, you have Gordon, and who else is playing a ton of minutes? I mean, it, it, it's hard to see. Man, like, right. you could, like if you're putting Man, like Man's not a great shooter. Man, well, like he has popped off in the past, right? And he has, he has, and he's been improving. Yeah, right. But Gordon's the well, guy that can to... spot up at like at the hash mark. Mm-hmm. He's someone that it can bail you out. Like when it comes down, it's like you need someone to stop a shot. Like, he won, he won, yeah, he won six man of the year in the past, I think. Yes. He was a, yeah. So he's bound to he's bound to pop off. But I think at the end of the day for Phoenix, it's just star power. Like you said, it's a superstar driven league. Man, like this counting Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi, I mean, he oh, might be God. better than KD in the playoffs, you know, but it's difficult to, to bet against KD. I think this comes down to well, you've got more more than one superstar on. Yeah, and well, I just believe the team. Devin, I believe the team that Devin Booker. They only have one super. They only have one All Star, so like it's not a super team. Yeah, and I just believe <laughs> the team that made the finals. You know, they made the finals yep. in the past. They have the experience with the same coach, kind of the same guys, same main guys at least. And yeah. you just added a two-time Finals MVP. Like, of course, losing mm-hmm. Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges, like your two hurts. wings, it hurts it a lot. Hurts. But I still think they could pull it out. I mean, they they tried. They tried with the free, like the the bio market. They tried there. If like Jay Crowder would uh, put his pride aside. Jay Crowder's in Milwaukee, bro. Like, <laughs> well, if he could put his pride aside, I mean, it, he would have yeah. still been there. It's it's tough. It, it is what it is. So we got Denver, Phoenix, and then you have uh, Grizzlies and Warriors, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that second one is different from mine because I got Clippers Lakers, which is the Battle of LA. Yeah. But let's let's hear what you got. For what? For uh, the Denver and uh, Phoenix. Denver Phoenix. 
you know, I, I was I was turning and tossing on this one. Like I, I really didn't know who to put here, but I think I just have to go with my boys now. I think I think Denver's gonna pull it out in seven. Oh shit. Okay. I mean it's a tough question to see on, on how the Nuggets are gonna guard KD, but I think that their team defense as a whole is is actually really strong. Like, yeah, Jokic is a weak defender, but the fact that they they've been number one in the league. Like they've been first place in the league with Jokic as their as their center. Like, I mean that must mean their defense is something, right? I mean you have you have Aaron Gordon, you have MPJ like coming off. Oh, he's not the greatest he defender, but not a great defender though. But him him off the weak side coming down for blocks, coming out for help defense. He is great. He is great at that. He is great at, at timing blocks. Like he's someone that I I think will turn on in the playoffs when it comes down to the defense. And I think MPJ has to cook. He has to cook in this series. I mean, if you're paying your third highest playing guy, like if your third highest playing guy is not, not cooking, like I think it's time to consider other options, right? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I don't, I'm not even gonna doubt you. Like you got Bruce Brown, which has been a solid contributor throughout the year and in the postseason for the Nets. Aaron Gordon's been doing his thing. Like he's been playing much better in Denver compared to his Orlando days. But I, I don't know. Outside of that, I think. Because Phoenix just hasn't had a whole lot of time with KD sideline too, right? And like they're putting it all together. I think Phoenix takes it in six. In six, damn. Okay. Yeah, I think Phoenix takes it in six. I think I think Ain is kind of flying flying under the radar here. Like, if you're Phoenix, like, it is is it's you have Ain. Like, I think Ain just he makes every series like such a such a different look. So. Mm-hmm. When you, because Ain has already defended Jokic in the past, and we've seen how that turned out. So of course I'm skeptical about that. Like I can see it going either way, but I just think Denver is going to figure it out this year. Like Murray has been playing really well as of late, and this is really going to be a, a, a Jamal Murray and Devin Booker show. I feel like <laughs> KD's going to get his, but at the end of the day, like when it comes down to the clutch, I think Booker and Murray is is, is going to be a dogfight. And also I can see Eric Gordon, Aaron Gordon. Like, like providing huge value. Like he's someone that's kind of flying under the radar. Him and Jokic have this connection that's like it's so hard to break up. Like they they have so much chemistry together, and without you know like all the backing guys, like the sons that they don't have. Like I think that's that's where role players shine. When when the other team doesn't have backing guys that that are smart that can defend hard, like it, it's difficult, you know, to def- defend the cost, defend yeah. like the little things that that get you on the board. Who's got CP? Phoenix does have CP3. <laughs> did, did you forget? <laughs> I mean, listen. It, it, this is a prediction, you know? It is a prediction. Okay, okay, okay. Fine, 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 fine. I, I think Denver just... The way they've been playing, the way they play as a team together, like the, how, the amount of time they've had together, like, I just... I don't want to bet against Denver. Like, I, I love I loved them playing this year. They've been healthy for the first time. MBJ doesn't have back injuries. Jamal Murray's fully healthy. Jokic just probably had the best year that he's ever had. Like, I understand CP is there. Like, he's the guy that I keep looking at and saying that, hey, he's going to cook up no matter what. Like, you know, he's going to get a lot of looks. But I just I just love Denver. I don't know. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like stuck on them, dude. It's difficult for me to, to vote against them. And here I was like, you forgot Mr. State Farm? Like, how could you? How could you? I mean, did you forget KCP? I mean, he... I mean, he's been he, that one year with the Lakers when they won the championship. Yeah, he was their third best true. player. He was their third. I mean, like, yeah, I would say so. I thought Alex Caruso did pretty good too. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, he is the three and D guy. Like he, he just is. That's his, that's what 
KCP stands for 3D. <laughs> Literally. And he pops off <laughs> in the playoffs, and I think he's one of the most trustworthy guys you, you would like on your he team. He does his thing. He does his thing. So how about you? Like, I mean, what, what's, what's your outlook on the series? Well, in terms of Phoenix, Denver, I had Phoenix taking it in six, oh, in six right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's honestly, that's that's what I came down to. Like, I said that there was more time, like, they just had less time with KD. Phoenix just had less time with KD because of his injury. But ever since he's been back, 8-0, he's been playing super well. They, they seem to have that chemistry going already. And KD shines bright when, when the lights are on him. I think he can get double teamed and he'll still shoot it. He'll still manage to find Booker. He still managed to find Tory Craig on the wing. Like, it's a Tory Craig. You know, like, I think they're all not terrible shooters. They can get open looks. Right? So, Phoenix and six, but um, I don't have doubt that Denver could pull through. I just think that Phoenix got the. Phoenix got that better, um, got the better chance. Yeah, they they do have to KD. You can't doubt KD. Yeah. So yeah, we got our West looks different now. Our West yeah, is looking like, different. This bottom, like us, just not reading the standings correctly, uh, led us to different series on the bottom <laughs> half. So what do you have for uh, your matchup with um, the Warriors, Warriors and Grizzlies? That's a fun matchup. It is a fun matchup, but I think the Warriors are taking it. I mean, this is one of the most entertaining rivalries, you know, Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green. Draymond Green, yeah. But I just think that the Warriors have a veteran experience. And when it comes down to the playoffs, the winners know how to win. And the Warriors are winners. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dylan Brooks is going to get into foul trouble. And, I mean, I feel like that kind of helps them. But at the same time, it's he is their energy. He is their soul. And when it comes to the playoffs, like, you're not looking at just... Well, he's their market smart, right? Yeah, he is, and you need the energy. Like in the playoffs, it's not just who's putting up numbers, this and that. Like it's the energy, it's the way your team's feeling. It's about who has the momentum, and he really is there, is their soul. And mm-hmm. I feel like this series is—it's is, not gonna be as much as about the players. Like each, both of these teams have amazing talent, but can Taylor Jenkins outcoach Steve Kerr? That's the question I'm asking. Because Taylor Jenkins is a really, really good coach, but like but the matchups. Does he have years of playoff experience compared to what Steve Kerr's done in the last few years? He doesn't. That's that, that's that's the point I'm trying. I'm trying to you know like yeah. to make here like it's it's gonna be tough for for Taylor Jenkins to outcoach Steve Kerr. Maybe he could. Like the guards, the guard matchups are interesting. John Moran, Steph Curry, Desmond Bain, Clay Thompson. It's it's just how are you gonna work around that? Like, is there gonna be foul trouble between Looney and, and Jerry Jackson Jr.? How are you gonna work your lineups if those guys do get in foul trouble? These guys are gonna follow each other out, like that's just... <laughs> yeah, like they might have to. Like Santi Aldama might put up thirty points in, in one of these games, and then you have what Dante DiVincenzo putting up forty, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, and also is the only, only question that I really have about the Warriors is like, are the Warriors gonna gonna stay young enough and and rejuvenated enough like throughout the series? Like this is gonna be a tough series. There's gonna be a lot of battling, a lot of trash talk. Like the Warriors. Theory. Like Memphis is going to want to play at their pace, which is exactly. fast basketball. But Warriors, yeah. they know how to control it, right? They can slow things down if they need to, pass the ball around, make sure player or pool gets the open look. Like, yeah, just the Warriors, Warriors are, are getting smart. old. They're they're getting old. That's the only thing I'm worried they are, about. They are, yeah. But they have some young talent on their hands, so 
maybe you can like <laughs> let six, uh, let Steph be the sixth man again, you know. <laughs> Give Jordan Poole the shots, you know. Exactly. No if there's a baddie in in the front row, you already know he's. It's over, dude. Twenty six and I like this is it. But yeah, that's the. I can't. I don't have too much to comment because we don't have the same match. I know, right? yeah, but oh, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, Lakers and Clippers for me. As much as, as much as impressive the Lakers have been doing, I think playoff Kawhi is a different beast. And like Russell Westbrook, that would be a nice redemption story for him. You know, like you discounted me, you threw me aside. Now I'm gonna show you what I got in the second round. Clippers in six. Ooh, six, not even seven. Yeah. Why is that? Six. Well, who do you have putting against like who are you putting against PG when he gets hot? PG can go off for forty. Mm-hmm. Right. Kawhi, Kawhi can guard anyone on that on that on that roster, and I think Russ is just going to have a great series because of of that chip on his shoulder. I think th- those are my three my three guys, and then uh, I think Tyron Lue knows how LeBron plays. I think that might come into effect. He knows his his tendencies. I think that could be a, a factor in it as well, and I. Honestly, I'm not too sure how long Darvin Ham has been like the guy, like the head coach. But if he doesn't know how to adjust accordingly and appropriately at the right scenarios or right times, I think they might be in trouble if the Clippers are having a good, good run. Yeah, I I think the Lakers are are kind of in a tough spot here. Like they don't have a lot of smart defenders on that team as a whole. I mean, you've seen time and time again the Lakers. Guards have missed rotations. They they've missed assignments. Like they sagged off a little bit. Yeah, they 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 kind of just give up too much too much shots. And the Clippers have so much talent on their roster, and I feel like they play so tight knit. Like they they know where each other are at. Like Batum is the one guy I feel like that just absolutely puts them ahead of the Lakers here. Like Batum yes. is gonna get so much open looks. He plays smart. He knows how to exploit weaknesses. And yeah, I think I agree with you. In the industries like and I think, you have I think who's a yeah, Norman Powell is a champion. He can put 20 a night as well off the bench. Then you right. have Mason Plumlee who can provide solid defense out. Like, once AD comes out of the game from center, like, who are they putting Mo Bamba in for the rest of like another 20 minutes? I don't think so. He might not even Mason, the floor. That's what I'm saying, right? That's what I meant. Like, he's probably not going to be playing DNPs. And then you have Mason Plumlee in there. Zubats is probably going to stay for a good chunk. I think they I just think... they have their number on uh, for the centers. Like I think Plumlee and Zubox are like perfect for guarding Davis. Yeah, for sure. They're they're big bodies, but seven footers, <laughs> seven yeah. footers that are defensive minded. Like and they don't smart. need they don't, they're not thinking of I need to get a bucket. They're thinking I need to stop this guy. I just, I need box out. I need to make sure this guy doesn't get open. Like they're they're both smart players, and Plumlee has he's gotten a bad reputation as like like a dumb player on this and that. Like I don't get where that comes he's from. Like he's very solid. Like he's very very solid. Like <laughs> people see like he makes clumsy mistakes time and time, but like he's smart. He knows where to be. He knows how to position. He knows how to rebound. Like he does his job really really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think I don't think I'm wrong in thinking the Clippers are going to take this in six. I think all these factors combined. They they're they're beating the Lakers. Battle of LA. I think Clippers are the kings in this one. Mm, yeah, I agree with you. All right. And then yeah, our matchups are 
wildly different. Vastly now. different. Vastly different. <laughs> Both valid vastly teams, different. though. They're valid teams, yep. though. Hundred percent. I think everyone in the West is valid. True. Like, true. Outside of outside of. Don't Houston, say it. Don't say it. Oh, Houston. Okay. Outside of Houston, but you know. <laughs> but like, go ahead. What's uh? Who do you got in your matchup? Well, Nuggets Warriors. We've seen this matchup before. I think the Nuggets are gonna take it. I. Oh, you got I think all the way. I think the Nuggets are going all the way, all the way to the finals. Like I have it in six games as well, but I think Jokic ball kills the Warriors. When you have a big Yo- man like Jokic, I mean, big men have historically just dominated the Warriors. And Bead, Jokic, even Giannis, from ex- to an extent, yeah, put some numbers. It's it's difficult to guard someone that's that big. Like Draymond can only do so much to disrupt. When you have a guy that knows what he wants, knows how to get to a spot, it's difficult to stop. And I just don't think, like, Looney and Draymond is just not going to be enough. And at this point, I feel I feel like the Warriors, like, they might not, just not have enough juice. But what were you going to say? Uh, no, I was going to say, like, uh, outside of them, you're not going to be able to put anyone to guard. Like, Jokic is just going to just do his thing in the paint. Like, you try putting like, another forward, like Moses Moody, Kamenga, or, like, even Wiggins on him, they're not going to do much. Jokic is just such a big body, right? Yeah, exactly. And you're, yeah. you're you're relying on Wiggins to to make these these reads. Like, I think when it comes down to to cuts and you know all these all these actions that that Denver likes to play, like it comes down to the wing to to really make the biggest rotation. And you're putting a lot on Wiggins uh, against against Denver. Now, one thing I, I will say, yeah, I think one thing I will say is that the Warriors uh, running pick and rolls, like Jokic in a high pick and roll. It's gonna be interesting to see how how much they're gonna run down, and, uh, and how Jokic is gonna is gonna play defense in the series. But I think I trust the Nuggets to make the the correct adjustments and like to, to put in the right guys at the right times. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I think KCP puts it over the edge. Like shooting win series, and KCP is one of the best shooters, one of the most trustworthy shooters you would want in the series. And I just sure. think they're just gonna they're just gonna outduel them in the I'll series. Shoot, I'll shoot them. I'll shoot them. I'll them. Anything. I mean, I'll body I mean, them. Like... You guys still got Steph and you still got Clay and Spool can do his thing too. So um, I don't know if they're gonna outshoot them, but I didn't see outshoot. I, think... I didn't see outshoot. Oh, I thought you did. <laughs> I said outduel, outduel, outduel. I lied, I lied. That's me then. That's that's all me. But yeah, I think you you make a fair point. I don't have that matchup. Can't comment too much, but I think um, Denver definitely has the bodies to go against the Warriors. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Steph explode that series. Hey, yeah, hold on. What you mean by Steph explode? You know, 50 a night, 60 a night, you know, Steph, Steph shows up. And yeah, like, he does. Yeah, and if they do choose to play Iguodala, like, I don't know, man, like, open shot. Play Iguodala. I don't know. I think, I think I'm, I'm going to have him take the shot. I mean, game on the line. I mean, game on the line. Steph or Iggy, who you got? Fucking Death Beams point out at the earth. I want Iguodala. Like that's just that's just the bottom yeah. line. That's the bottom line. But yeah, I, I I respect I respect that match that you got. I mean, I'm sticking with my guts. You know, I, I think I think Denver has proven to me this year that they are they're serious and they do have the most pressure amongst every every team in the league. And I think mm-hmm. they're gonna pull it out. Okay, that's um. I'm not say I'm not disagreeing with you. I think you make good points. How about you though? Phoenix Clippers. Like, uh, it, this was a tough one. This was really tough. They've matched up before in the past. 
but they matched up under different circumstances. Like Kawhi had an ACL injury at the time. Katie was even on this roster. And even though Phoenix did take it in the past, sorry, man, I gotta, I got, I'm still Ooh. taking Phoenix over this. I'm still taking Phoenix Whoa, over this. Oh, rocking with KD, okay. I'm rocking with KD. Like as much as I love Kawhi, I think KD is KD is a different monster. And then because he's still got Devin Booker to watch out, he's still got CP3 to look out for. But I don't know. I think I think Phoenix is going to pull out, but it's a, it's going to be a tight. Tight matchup for sure. Uh, Ryan, talking about tight and then pulling out. Ryan, Ryan, oh my <laughs> goodness, dude, stop yourself. Oh my god, I didn't, even, I didn't even realize, man. <clears throat> no, but I, I, I agree with you. I, I think the Suns like having KD and Booker. Like, how do you deny that? Like, even if you're the Clippers, it, it's difficult to guard two of the the best scores in the league. Yeah, like it's, I don't know, it's um, it's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be a fun matchup if this goes according to my uh, my my prediction. I mean, it sounds way more realistic that that your bracket is gonna come to fruition than mine. I'll, I'll just say that. <laughs> I feel like you you got some good takes though. I'm not gonna lie, you got some fun takes going on. I'm rocking rock with my guns, you know. It is what it is. But I think I think you're really putting your brain into it more than I'm putting my heart into it. You know, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's fair then. That's fair. <laughs> but like, the final like the real question we want though, who do you have winning the chip? We both have the Celtics. Oh no, you have the Bucks, don't you? I have the Bucks. Yeah. You have the okay. So your matchup is Phoenix Milwaukee, a rematch. Yeah. I have the Nuggets and Celtics. Yep. So who do you have taking this one? And no, who do you have, Ryan? Because I feel like you you have the matchup that we've seen before. I, I think I think it'd be much more important. You know to what's get, crazy? To get your you know what's, what's crazy? crazy? Like the last hour, you've been hearing me. Fawn over Phoenix. You've been hearing me like hype up the Suns. Like, oh no, stop KD, right? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Milwaukee and seven. Oh my god. <laughs> Ryan, how who's could you? Lock, who's locking up KD, bro? Who's locking up KD all series long? You tell me. <laughs> Man, you switch on Drew Holiday. Hey, you, you switch on Drew like. Drew Holiday's locking down both CP3 and Devin Booker. Then you have Chris Middleton, who can back that up as well. Then you have Giannis on KD all series long. Like even if there's a switch, he's just gonna like fight through his screen. He can push anyone down. I I don't think Giannis will be on KD. I'll say that. I don't think. You so. think so? I don't think he's gonna be on KD. Who's gonna be? Aiton. I think it's anyone. I I don't think it matters who's on KD. It's it's gonna be who's gonna help on KD. That's that's the real question. Mm, okay. Okay, I mean, if you got Chris Middleton and Giannis, like, uh, <laughs> I guess luck. I can see Chris Middleton start, starting. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I guess you're right. Like, KD doesn't have a lot of options to see it. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think they have another low key DPOY in the back with Brook Lopez just like hovering next to Dayton. And like, I think it's just I think it'll be too much. As much as I want CB three to win. His first ring, I think, it's it'll be tough. It'll be the matchup. The matchup is just yeah. so tough for Phoenix in the series. Yeah. So yeah, Milwaukee in seven. That's what I got. But it's gonna be a war. Like, you can see it going either way. Which oh, it's a re- it's a finals rematch. It's um, you already got history there, like, and you want KD wanting to prove himself, right? But yeah. I think, I think when it comes down to like being being realistic, I think Milwaukee stands a better chance too. 
Yeah, I I think in, in that series I would have to agree with you there. Yeah, it's just the mm-hmm. matchups are just are just too cooked for the Suns. Like it's it's difficult when you don't have all these these guys behind the scenes like hustling and like shooting, defending. Like it's yeah. difficult when you only have stars. Yeah, and like it hurt me so much to say. The I know. Suns are made. Yeah, it hurt uh, me so much, but I was like, gotta be realistic, you know. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's fine. I I'd love to see Booker get a ring. Oh my god, CP3 getting a ring. Ah man, that hurts. Who you got? Boston Nuggets, Denver. Celtics. I have the Nuggets taking it in seven. I really thought. Boston would have pulled through for you, but you know, I, I, no, I guess I, I just I, I guess they were I'm sticking a, with your guts all the way. <laughs> I'm a miner today, dude. I'm mining away, bro. I'm mining for gold, bro. I think I think Denver is gonna just gonna gold. take it it's home. Like gold gold digger right here. Like, dude, I'm this. digging for gold. I'm mining for gold, dude. I got the pickaxe in my hand right now. The, but, the diamond pick, you're ready to like go. Dude, I'm going crazy, dude. But I think it's 50-50. Like I'm not saying like you know, I'm not like picking them super confidently. Like I think it's gonna be like a super, super close series. Murray's gonna have to be at his peak. MPJ is gonna be after has to be at fuck. MPJ has to be at his peak. But so does Jalen and Jason Tatum. Like I think these guys match up pretty well together. Jalen Brown is I probably think, gonna be the biggest contributor. Yeah, I think. But in terms of like, if the Celtics do make it to the finals, I think both JT and JB are gonna be hella hot. Like, it's just you think so? Yeah, I think I'm a JB believer. I think I'm after a, after versing all those defenders in the East, like. You you scheme for a certain team like it's gonna be hard to scheme against against Denver. I mean it is like your KCP Aaron mm. Gordon as your ring defenders like that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean I think it's better than Middleton and Bobby Portis for sure. <laughs> low key, low key. Yeah. And I just the amount of offense that that Denver has like I mean their matchup it's often it's always been fun to watch, but mm-hmm. also it comes down to it's like you're only expecting like two to three guys coming off the bench to to contribute. Yeah. Because the playoffs, the rotations get cut. Yeah, I think for Imagine for a starting lineup, like I think I like I think I like Denver's lineup better than than Boston. I, I don't think, disagree with you. I think they're pretty good all around. And I, admit, I don't know. I don't know. I think you're right. I think you might be right there. I expect foul trouble to to be a big contributor in the series. Like, if if Horford and Robert Williams get into foul trouble, because. I love I love them as defenders, but guarding Jokic is a whole different task. Mm-hmm. And if any of those centers get into foul trouble, like it's gonna be tough. Because are there enough centers to guard to guard Jokic? Like if one of those guys get into foul trouble, you're you're expecting someone that's gonna be playing like probably thirty five plus minutes to continuously have to guard Jokic. It's it's gonna be tough. I expect him to get doubled often. I expect a huge coaching battle, and I think shooting might actually just decide the series here, to be honest. Shooting's probably going to get really ugly in this series. It really is. It. A lot of shots yeah. from Tatum. And then a lot of misses, too. A lot of misses. A lot of misses from MPJ. Like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a war, but if this series does happen, like, I, I really do think Denver is going to stay composed. Like, both these teams are really good. Like, I'm not saying Celtics are bad. Like, I just feel like it's like a prediction, you know? Like, I just have, I have a feeling yeah. in my body, yeah. like... This, the Nuggets are going to pull it's, it out. It's a gut feeling. It's a gut feeling, right? It really is a gut feeling. All right. All right. I know I know. this episode's been a little long, but, you know, it was bound to with all these these good analysis you've been, you've been treating us to. Who do you have between Milwaukee and Denver? 
Hey, I I know what you want me to say. I know you want me to say Denver. Gonna, I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say Denver. Uh, I'm gonna say Denver, dude. I, I, yeah, I have to say Denver. I have to say Denver. I have to say Denver, dude. Jokic is is on demon time, bro. Come on, Jokic is on demon time. No, you're valid in that. But like I said, man, Brooke Lopez. I think he can shut him down, and then you have Giannis, and then you have Drew. Like it's such a defensive-oriented team, with a lot of offense as well coming from the from the bench and the starting lineup itself. I think I think Milwaukee takes another ring, regardless. I mean, on your side, I think I think the matchup it is interesting, but I think people forget how volatile Joel Murray can get in in the playoffs. Like he he turns into one of the greatest guards. He you know he what? is one of the greatest scorers. We have not seen him play in two years, like playoff basketball. I think he might be right. Exactly. Like I, th- I think people, you know, Drew Holiday is one of the best winger. He probably is the best perimeter defender the in the league. He is the best defender. Yeah. But in the playoffs, it's a different animal. Like you're, you're playing against guys going their absolute hardest every single possession. Yeah. MPJ is is come back. Like he's fully healthy, coming off a back injury. He's been playing really, really well. Aaron Gordon's still on the team. He is has amazing chemistry with Jokic, and I think with Giannis, like the way he plays, like. Jokic is a, is a bad defender. Like he's he's pretty bad. He's not a great defender. Yeah. But Giannis has historically struggled against bigger centers that just have a lot of mass. Like it's hard to move Jokic. Like I just think Denver is so smart in the way they play, and Mike and Mike Malone has been a really really good coach this year. I I don't know. I think it'll be close, but I just I have to say Denver. I have to. We're gonna we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see if the finals matchup becomes Denver Milwaukee. We're gonna have another episode on oh, like for sure, on this for topic sure. specifically. Honestly, we have to. All right. <laughs> this was fun, man. Yeah, it's, it was. It's been great to have uh, to get back in. How long was this episode, by the way? Almost two hours. Almost two hours. You know, it's fine. You know, it's fine. You know, we're just trying to cut it down for the future. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is just the comeback. Of, like, we just need to get nah, it all is, out. No, this is us getting everything out of the system. You know, two years of worth of hiatus. You know, we're back. Two years worth of content just spilling out. That's just us. All right? Of course. Don't worry, guys. We'll keep it shorter from now on out. But glad to have everyone back listening. Of course. We're setting off then? Of course. See you boys later. See you boys later. This has been Kings of... Oh, come on, you can mess up the title. You can't mess up the title. This is in Court of Kings. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. See ya.